The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning. I'm Brian Curtis. And I'm Doug Krisner. Here are the stories we're following today. Well, Amazon saying that revenue in the current quarter will be 138 to 143 billion dollars. That beat analyst projections of just over 138 billion. Amazon is optimistic based on strong performance from its main e-commerce business. And this comes as the company has been investing heavily in its logistics operations. We hear from Bloomberg's Poonam Goyle. They continue to invest in that fast and free shipping and really speeding up those timelines. So I think the margin story, more than on the retail side, is just AWS returning to growth and really driving up that profitability to allow for other areas of investment is key here. Yeah, that AWS revenue growth was 12%, and that was higher than the expectation of 10%, got a lot of attention. Amazon saying that the pace of growth in its profitable cloud business did slow, though, overall for a sixth straight quarter. However, Amazon has been rolling out various products based on generative artificial intelligence, and the company thinks the cloud business will ultimately benefit from this. We've seen some pretty strong gains in after hours. At the moment, Amazon is up 9.8% in late We go to Apple next. After the bell, the company reported sluggish iPhone sales for the third quarter. We're talking about slippage in the vicinity of 2.4%. Total revenue number here of $39.7 billion. I guess you could say that these results show the iPhone may be suffering from a broader slump in the smartphone market. But Bloomberg's Anurag Rana tells us sales in China will be important going forward. It's about 20% of overall sales for for Apple and uh, you know our, our analysts in Asia uh, think that China is going to be very strong this year because as I said last year because of COVID they did not sell that many phones there and the rumor is that the Apple iPhone 15 the Pro Max model with will have an unbelievable camera and that really does help unit shipments in China more than any other region. That is Bloomberg's Anurag Rana. Now, we also should point out that Apple reported gains in services. That seemed to be a bright spot in an otherwise lackluster quarter, and it helped Apple deliver overall revenue of $81.8 billion, just above analyst projections. Brian, right now I'm looking at Apple shares down nearly 2.5% in the late U.S. session. Yeah. Well, tomorrow we'll be getting the U.S. employment data for the month of July. That comes at 830 in the morning, Wall Street time. Let's get a preview here from Bloomberg's Michael McKee. Will July be the month the labor market finally slows? Fed officials have forecast less hiring, more unemployment and smaller wage gains for some time. But the monthly data have generally gone the other way. Economists see only a slight drop in hiring for last month and no change in the unemployment rate. Average hourly earnings gains, though slowing, are still forecast to be rising at an unsustainable pace. An inline forecast is likely to keep upward pressure on interest rates. Weaker than expected numbers might bring some relief, although the Fed doesn't meet again until late September. 
Michael McKee, Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. Well, speaking of central banks, the Bank of England raised its benchmark lending rate a quarter point today, 25 basis points. So we have a new 15-year high at five and a quarter percent. And the BOE also left the door open for further action if inflation persists. Here's BOE Governor Andrew Bailey. It's the last mile, which obviously where policy is really doing the work. It's going to have to remain restrictive to have this effect of bringing inflation down, and particularly next year. That is Andrew Bailey, the governor of the Bank of England. He went on to say it's far too soon to speculate about lower interest rates. UK policymakers have a labor market and inflation report. Uh, Both actually will be coming before the next rate decision, and the BOE will next meet on September 21st. Brian? Well, to this part of the world, China is asking the public to inform on obstacles to business in the private sector. We get the story from Bloomberg's Joanne Wong here in Hong Kong. The government wants tip-offs on everything from barriers to market entry to unfair competition, local protectionism and arbitrary fines. Beijing will ask local officials to intervene or send in supervision teams for more serious cases. This is seen as China's latest show of concern for the embattled private sector. The appeal comes as President Xi Jinping tries to promote a more welcoming environment for the private sector. The People's Bank of China also said it would ensure the sector received the extra resources it needed to grow. In Hong Kong, I'm joined I'm Wong, Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. Doug, I wanted to add to some of your comments about uh, looking at yields moving up like this. And uh, I think a lot of people are asking the question, why? Uh, you mentioned hot jobs. Others are, are, are talking about the Treasury issuance, uh, the Fitch warning, and also the Bank of Japan guiding yields up. But what isn't mentioned as much is that the consensus now is moving away from recession. And investors need less of a hedge against their equity portfolio. We heard that from Jim Karen on surveillance uh, late last night, my time. Uh, He's one of the bond gurus over at Morgan Stanley. Uh, And the big Ackman point is that inflation will stay higher for longer. And, you know, if you put all those things together, that must be six reasons there for yields uh, popping. We're at a yearly high for the 10-year yield. Uh, We're not quite over the the, uh, four and a quarter we saw last year in November. But prior to that, you have to go all the way back to 2007 to get to these levels. I think that's a very good point, Brian. Yeah, 417 on the 10-year. And as long as we're talking interest rates, I made this point earlier on uh, the other program that we kind of lead into or that leads uh, into us, our show, the China Central Bank may cut the reserve requirement ratio for major banks as soon as this month. This is really uh, coming uh, from a number of analysts, but I'll cite Citic Securities pointing out that there is a pretty much a large liquidity gap in the month of August. And because of that, and you're dealing with this environment where there's going to be a number of maturing loans coming through, well, not only this month, but the remainder of the year, maybe it's incumbent upon authorities to consider a possibility of a triple R cut. That can't be ruled out as a way of making sure that banks have enough money to lend. Yeah, but we're in a we're in the point now or at the point where investors are really kind of in a show me story. So that would be one thing. They need a lot of things and they need to see some performance and some change. We got a little bit of change from the Taishin services data yesterday came in um, pretty solid and that helped restore a little bit of optimism, which obviously had been fading. Uh, A quick point. Amazon uh, investors pretty impressed there with that. I think the cloud revenue uh, ticking up a little sort of stops that, you know, decline quarter after quarter. Uh, But the Apple story, not impressed, uh, particularly with China. I think we sort of knew that given what uh, Qualcomm delivered yesterday.
All right, now it's time for global news. Donald Trump has pleaded not guilty to charges that he conspired to obstruct the 2022, or rather the 2020, presidential election. Ed Baxter with Global News in San Francisco. Ed? Yeah, as well, Brian, as conspiring to interfere with the voting rights of millions of Americans. Now, his plea came in his arraignment in which he was advised of the counts against him. Uh, This is just the latest now, but maybe the most serious of the cases lined up against him. Three active, one expected in Georgia, not a federal case, in which voting interference charges are expected to drop as well. Bloomberg's Kaylee Lyons has been outside the courtroom today. Which would be four uh, cases that the former president is fighting. The New York trial is set for March of next year. The Florida trial in May of 2024. We'll have to wait for the trial date on this one. But Jack Smith, the special counsel whose office brought these charges, said they would like it to be speedy. Now, the judge has set the hearing for the June 28th, where Judge Tanya Chutkin intends to set a trial date. Uh, judge Chutkin and an Obama nominee who has ruled against Trump motions in the past. Now, Trump did comment to the media pool as he left the Reagan airport with the same drumbeat. This is a persecution of a political opponent. This was never supposed to happen in America. Yeah, the judge has set the next hearing for the 28th. The Republican candidate Will Hurd on Bloomberg Sound On says Trump is no longer running for America. He's a bully. He's a liar. And he's only running um, in order to stay out of prison. And what's even crazier is that he is using, you know, hardworking Americans' dollars to fund his illegal bills, right? He's allegedly a billionaire, but he can't pay his own legal bills. And to Hurd's point, the pro-Trump PAC reported earlier in the week that it had spent most all of its campaign fund raising money in legal defense. Two U.S. Navy sailors have been arrested on charges of providing sensitive U.S. military information to China. The Justice Department calls it a relentless effort by China to get U.S. secrets. It says China paid for the information. The uh, U.S. attorney for the Southern District of California, Randy Grossman, says these are very serious charges. Statutes reserved for the most serious circumstances involving the passage of national defense information intended to harm the United States or for the benefit of a foreign power. The fact that we've charged it in this case in San Diego is a reflection of the seriousness of Wei's alleged conduct. Now, both men are Chinese-born naturalized U.S. citizens. One, it is alleged, was paid thousands of dollars for information on vulnerabilities of uh, ships, of photos, of military hardware, and scores of technical manuals. DOJ says this uh, places lives of military personnel at risk and weakens U.S. security. Global News, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts and over 120 countries in San Francisco. I'm Ed Baxter, and this is Bloomberg. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight, athletes, actors, artists. But what about the people behind the scenes? You know, the ones who make it all happen. The lighting engineers, the sideline photographers, the caterers. They're small business masterminds. And if there's one thing they have in common, it's making their money work harder. That's why they have a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where they are now earning a generous 5% annual percentage yield. Yes, 5% APY. Making your money work as hard as you do, that's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. 
Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. I'm Brian Curtis, along with Doug Krisner. Rashad Salamat is on TV assignment this hour. Our guest is Carol Pepper, founder and CEO at Pepper International. I would note that Amazon is now up more than 10% in late trading after its earnings. And Carol, you say a tech boom is coming. I would counter that just a little bit with yields drifting higher like this is definitely cutting in uh, to a certain extent on on some of the gains in, in big tech. Microsoft, for instance, even after an impressive earnings report, is is down since that period. Your thoughts on where tech goes from here? Yes. Well, I think tech has a nice long run ahead of it because we've got some very large secular trends that are going to continue to play out. So every industry is going to be affected by artificial intelligence that is going to have to do some sort of an upgrade. We've also seen that companies, corporations have stopped you know, sort of just doing stock buybacks and are reinvesting in technology and capital for the companies, understanding that they need to get ready for this next uh, evolution because robots and technology, frankly, are going to... Yeah, but are the, the gains... About our I, I think the, 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 the question is, are the gains already in? No, not at all. We're just at the beginning. This is just starting. We've got a 10-year run here. You you recall, I, I manage money for people that have family offices, over $100 million. So we're always thinking about what are the long-term trends that we need to be part of. And so this new push on AI with the fact that it's finally getting released and and integrated into all kinds of businesses means we're just at the start of a new secular trend in technology. The same with cybersecurity. We've talked about that, you know, that cybersecurity, which is also an aspect of technology, will continue to have to be a strong area of investment globally for all these corporations. So I like to find long-term trends that are going to last for a long time. And it doesn't matter if yields are up or down this month or for six months. We're talking about how do you make money over 10 years? I mean, you look at Microsoft, my goodness, if you had invested in that company you know, 20 years ago, you would have been up to almost 2,000, 1,900%. So you have to look about look at that, 1,900% over 20 years. Brian and I so were talking earlier, Carol. on your time horizon. You we, know, time horizon is key. We were talking a moment ago about how the bond market seems to be repricing uh, under a scenario for a soft landing. I mean, that kind of supports a little bit the growth story that you seem to be laying out. But you don't you're not bothered by the notion that we could get a, you know, 425, let's say, on the 10 year. But for how long? This is the question. If the soft landing happens, right, then sentiment will shift. Remember, also, August is always a funky month. Half the traders are on vacation, there's not a lot of volume in the market, and small pieces of news move things around quickly. And so I think you get a better indication of where yields are going to end up in another month and a half after September 15th. You know, you don't really want to go crazy about Mm. what the market is indicating in August. It's never accurate. Carol, I think many would agree with you about the future prospects for these companies. Uh, There's not really Mm -hmm. too much doubt about that. But uh, the question and the reason I butted in uh, before was the example of Microsoft is that uh, the the stock gained so much that investors are sort of backing away as they are starting to sort of back away a little bit from Apple. So it it definitely is show me with new with new business with new gains. Uh, And Mm -hmm. that's the part that um, maybe just some time. I'm not sure that these companies are monetizing AI at the moment, so we have to be concerned about the big gains in the stock price. 
Well, look at Amazon, for example. The problem with these companies, a lot of these big companies in technology, they'll have a huge run-up, and then they'll go flat for a year or two, then they might go down a bit, and then suddenly they'll have another run. So Amazon, from last year to now, is up almost 50%. If you had been out of Amazon and not sure when the run was going to happen, you would have missed that 50% gain. People may say, well, 50%, that's it. It's not going any higher. But again, over what period of time? And it's very hard to time the market. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Asia, your morning brief on the stories making news from Hong Kong to Singapore and Wall Street. Look for us on your podcast feed every day on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each day on Bloomberg 1130 in New York, Bloomberg 991 in Washington, Bloomberg 1061 in Boston, and Bloomberg 960 in San Francisco. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say Alexa. Play Bloomberg 1130. Plus, listen coast to coast on the Bloomberg Business app, Sirius XM Channel 119, the iHeartRadio app, and on Bloomberg.com. I'm Brian Curtis. And I'm Doug Krisner. Join us again tomorrow for all the news you need to start your day right here on Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.